Meg Corey surveyed the drifts of paper that covered her dining room table and all but growled with frustration. The harvest was over, her first apple harvest, her first try at farming. Would it be her last? The apples were picked, sorted, and delivered. She'd started in January, and now in December, she'd survived storms and accidents and had learned more than she'd ever realized there was to know about apples and their cultivation. Now the question was, had she made any money, or was this just one extremely expensive hobby, one she couldn't afford? In an earlier life, she had been a financial analyst. She should be able to sort out the mess of receipts and invoices scattered in front of her. The problem was, she had delegated the task of analyzing the results to Briona Stewart, her orchard manager and housemate, young, untried, and eager Bree. It was Bree's responsibility, and part of her job description, to manage the financial side of the orchard operations. Unfortunately, Bree might be brilliant when it came to judging when to prune and when to pick, but she was lousy at keeping records and there were far too many bits of paper with pieces of essential information scribbled on them that Meg couldn't begin to decipher. She was conscious of year-end looming. Sure, she could wait to file her taxes, but she wanted to keep on the good side of the IRS and the state. More important, she wanted to know whether it was worth going forward with the orchard, or whether she should cut her losses now and find some other way to make a living, if that was even possible in the current economy. Meg abandoned contemplating the mess of papers when she was interrupted by a knocking at her back door. She went through the kitchen to open it, and was greeted by a rush of cold air, and Seth Chapin, next-door neighbor, renter of part of her ramshackle outbuildings, and good friend. Or more. They were still negotiating the more part. But he wasn't alone. Not only had he brought Max, his still young golden retriever, but Seth also was accompanied by two goats, around whose necks he'd tied a rope so he could control them. Meg recognized the goats because they were hers. Missing something? Seth asked. I hadn't noticed. Where'd you find them? Over at my place. They just showed up and wanted to play with Max. Good thing I was home, or who knows where they might have ended up. Meg shuddered as she considered the less pleasant possibilities. Thank heaven they didn't head across the road, or into the woods. Some idiot hunter might have decided they were small deer. Well, we'd better get these two back where they belong and see how much damage they did on the way out. Let me grab a coat. Meg reached behind the kitchen door for one of her grubby but warm down-filled jackets, pulled a hat and gloves from various pockets. Okay, ready. She closed the door behind her. Dorcas, Isabel, what were you thinking, she said, and she took one rope from Seth and led the way to the goat paddock. I give you nice food and a shelter, and I even talk to you now and then. What more could you want? The goats gave her sidelong glances, but otherwise ignored her.